0: This is a serious problem for us. He admitted it, a Trump advisor just told us. The lead starts right now. Breaking news. President Trump at the United Nations seeming to ad- admit more damning information about that phone call with the leader of Ukraine. This is key. Democrats say the House may now be at the point of no return on impeachment. Also, breaking today, the FBI arrests a U.S. soldier accused of talking seriously about targeting a 2020 candidate and bombing a major news network. And... He likes the pop-in. Huge pop-in guy. President Trump popping in at a day-long meeting on climate change as protesters around the world demand action. Was the president's brief appearance worse than a snub? Welcome to The Lead. I'm Jake Tapper. We begin with breaking news in the politics lead today. President Trump today meeting with several world leaders at the United Nations General Assembly in New York as a phone call with another world leader, puts his presidency into brand new peril with shocking reports that the president in July pushed Ukrainian President Zelensky over and over to investigate Joe Biden's son, Hunter. President Trump now has not only admitted that when he spoke with Zelensky in July, he brought up the Bidens and his accusations against them, allegations that the Ukrainian prosecutor says he knows of no evidence to support. Today, the president went a step further. While he denied today an explicit quid pro quo or putting pressure on Zelensky, the president seemed to acknowledge that he saw the $250 million in military aid that Ukraine was at the time trying to get from the U.S. as tied to his general desire to have Ukraine pursue the Bidens.
1: It's very important to talk about corruption. If you don't talk about corruption, why would you give money? to a country that you think is, is corrupt. but It's very important that on occasion you speak to somebody about corruption.
0: One Trump advisor telling CNN's Jim Acosta today, quote, this is a serious problem for us. He admitted doing it, unquote. And as the scandal has grown, the president's rhetoric has become more wild and untethered to reality. Here he is at the UN just a short time ago.
1: Joe Biden and his son are corrupt. If a Republican ever did what Joe Biden did, If a Republican ever said what Joe Biden said, they'd be getting the electric chair by right now.
0: Again, the Ukrainian prosecutor has said he knows of no evidence of any misconduct by the Bidens, as opposed to the intelligence community whistleblower, whose complaint about the president's phone call and more the Trump administration is blocking from Congress, a complaint that the inspector general of the intelligence community appointed by Trump called credible and urgent. Consider, however, how much of this is playing out in front of our eyes and ears. In May, the president's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, told the New York Times that he was going to Ukraine to push for this investigation into the Bidens, to do so, in fact, to help his client, President Trump. Quote, I'm asking them to do an investigation that they're doing already and that other people are telling them to stop, Giuliani told the Times. And I'm going to give them reasons why they shouldn't stop it because that information will be very, very helpful to my client and may turn out to be helpful to my government, unquote. Then, in June, President Trump told George Stephanopoulos that he would accept dirt on a 2020 opponent from another country.
1: Your campaign this time around, if foreigners, if Russia, if China, if someone else offers you information on opponents, should they accept it or should they
2: call the FBI?
1: I think maybe you do both. I think you might want to listen. I don't, there's nothing wrong with listening. If somebody called from a country, Norway, we have information on your opponent. Oh, I think I'd want to hear it. You want that kind of interference in our elections? It's not an interference. They have information. I think I'd take it.
0: Now we know not only would he take it, he would push for it. CNN senior White House correspondent Pamela Brown has the brand new details on how the president's inner circle is dealing with all of this.
3: President President Trump arriving for the United Nations General Assembly today under a cloud of his own making.
1: We had a perfect phone call with the president of Ukraine.
3: An advisor telling CNN, this is a serious problem for us. After Trump admitted this weekend, he asked the new Ukrainian president to investigate former vice president and Democratic frontrunner Joe Biden and his son. The president says he was well within bounds because the new leader's campaign was all about cleaning up corruption, implying those efforts could be tied to USA to Ukraine.
1: If you don't talk about corruption, why would you give money? to a country that you think is, is corrupt. One of the reasons the new president got elected is he was going to stop corruption. So it's very important that on occasion you speak to somebody about corruption. Very important.
3: But later clarifying during a meeting with the Polish president. I did not make a statement
1: that you have to do this or I'm not going to give you aid. I wouldn't do that. I put no pressure on them whatsoever. I could have. I think it would probably, possibly have been okay if I did.
3: While there's no direct evidence Biden, as vice president, had Ukraine's prosecutor fired to squelch an investigation of a company linked to his son, Trump insists something nefarious is afoot.
1: If a Republican ever did what Joe Biden did, if a Republican ever said what Joe Biden said, they'd be getting the electric chair by right now.
3: Trump saying he would be okay releasing the call's transcript sort of.
1: It would be fine to do it. I'll give it to a respected source. They can look at it. But what I said was so good. It was a great conversation.
3: White House officials are considering releasing the transcript, sources tell CNN, but some senior administration officials are firmly against the idea.
2: Those are private conversations between world leaders and it wouldn't be appropriate to do so, except in in the most extreme circumstances
3: concerned it could give Congress the ability to demand transcripts of calls with other leaders like Russian President Vladimir Putin
0: I think that would be a terrible precedent
3: Trump instead shifting the focus to the unknown whistleblower who raised the alarm about the call tweeting quote who is this so-called whistleblower who doesn't know the correct facts is he on our side? where does he come from so the president continues to go after the whistleblower, even though he has said he doesn't know the identity. And Jake, as President Trump is dangling the possibility of the transcript release, he has been known in the past to say he'll be transparent, uh, such as testifying before Robert Mueller on Russia, and that it never actually happened. So it remains to be seen how this will play out, Jake.
0: All right, Pamela Brown, thanks so much. Uh, let's chew over all this uh, with my experts. Uh, Margaret, I want to Play these latest comments uh, from president trump about the biden's uh once again just because they're so strikingly bizarre
1: joe biden and his son are corrupt if a republican ever did what joe biden did if a republican ever said what joe biden said they'd be getting the electric chair by right now
0: again the ukrainian prosecutor has said that he knows of no evidence of any wrongdoing by either hunter or joe biden He's talking about the electric chair.
4: He look. If any, it's it's hard to imagine any Democrat saying what President Trump is saying without the Republican right flank going nuts. What I know is there is a very reasonable, measured, uh, thoughtful group of Republicans who are asking for more information. Right? Let's have cool heads prevail about the, about the and let's call. get the transcript. Let's the get the full call, yeah. whistlebl- whistleblower complaint and then let's see what we're dealing with here. Rather than, by the way, on the flip side, rushing to electric chairs. Or to impeachment, right? What we want is information so that we can be uh, collected and pragmatic about how to address this unfolding news.
0: And John, one of the things President Trump denied this afternoon was an explicit quid pro quo. In other words, I will only give you this $250 million in military aid that you want so much, Ukraine. Mm-hmm. If you investigate the Bidens. But no one is alleging that there was anything explicit. You don't have to make an explicit. That's right. Quo. I
5: mean, the, the congressionally authorized quarter of a billion dollars in military aid was being withheld without explanation by the administration. It was suddenly released after the whistleblower complaint was filed. And the inspector general, Trump's own appointee, said it was urgent and credible concern. So I don't think you, you, you give give out points for saying he didn't explicitly threaten the Ukraine over the, the this quid pro quo. This is something, I mean, you know, Jim Acosta, Jim Acosta had a quote from a a senior Trump aide saying uh, this is a real problem for us because he admitted it. Um, It is a real problem. The answer is to release the whistleblower report and the transcript to have transparency. If indeed it was a perfectly beautiful call, as the president says, a perfect 10. Uh, In the absence of that, in some ways, them admitting the problem is that the president admitted it is self-damning evidence because their greatest defense has always been a lie. And instead, we're in the cycle again. And it's serious because the president had admitted it.
6: Trump explicitly tied withholding the aid to this investigation. That Just he now at the U.N. Explicitly yeah, explicitly himself said, "Why would you give money to a, a foreign country if you thought they were going to be corrupt?" He tied it together. Yeah. Uh, it's it's hard to follow, which is in some ways why this is the perfect story for Donald Trump because it is it's complicated. There are moving parts. Some of this happened um, years ago under a different administration. The only po- part he cares that you heard was. Joe Biden and his son are corrupt. It doesn't have to be true. He doesn't have to prove it. It doesn't have to, you know, he, he doesn't have to, pr- to provide evidence. All he cares about is sowing those seeds of distrust and doubt mm-hmm. in the American electorate months before an election.
0: Except the idea that a president is actually asking a foreign country and using the power of his presidency. And by the way, even if he didn't have an explicit quid pro quo, if you're the president of the United States, you're the most powerful person on the planet. There's, there's obviously a, 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 a threat and, and a carrot and a stick that you, you have there uh, asking a foreign country to get involved.
2: Yes, this is the second time we know of that the president has attempted to engage a foreign country to interfere in a U.S. election. He did in 2016 overtly when he asked Russia to find Hillary Clinton's emails. He's done it again in 2020, apparently, by asking Ukraine to interfere in the election to dig up dirt on Joe Biden or Hunter Biden. And this is impeachable conduct. I know that's what Margaret is saying we shouldn't talk about yet, but but the Democrats in Congress have a duty. In fact, all members of Congress have a duty to hold the president accountable. When you have somebody who is interfering in our elections and engaging in a smear campaign against his opponents— Time after time again and violating the law repeatedly without consequence, what on earth will it take for before well, I mean, finally you, he's held accountable? You can
4: go straight to impeachment, and I know this one wants to, too. But let me just this one. say, guys, this one, this one on I've my right, I know him pretty one, well. Steph. Here's the deal. <laughs> uh, impeachment, guys, is still a political act. This is still a political act that will have political consequences that, by the way, may benefit Democrats but may not. Why not? First, get information I, I, and then see what That's what impeachment inquiry that. is supposed I, to do,
2: I, to I, gather I information never, about like what Holocaust is
5: actually side. going on. I've never been an impeachment enthusiast, but I think actually <laughs> this gets to the, the a, a really important point. There's the politics of it, which is people saying, look, Republicans control the Senate. It's never going to happen, folks. But I think what Democrats are starting to do and, and, and some other folks are starting to say the principle trumps the politics, no pun intended. Because there are certain actions that if an impeachment investigation is not begun, you normalize them. But, and one of the things that's a bright red line is the president of the United States using his leverage to ask a foreign power to dig up dirt on a political opponent.
6: Look, but, but let me just ask you, and I'm this, I'm, I'm not leading you, I'm, I'm, I'm sincere in this because I just had on a congressman on my show who said the Democrats just don't have the votes, unfortunately. If principle trumps politics, would you take that calculus if they brought impeachment, Democrats did not have the votes, it was voted down then what? What's I so would. great about the principles or the I, I, politics?
5: Yeah, the yeah, principles like, are transcendent. It's about what to some extent politics yeah. should be conducted in the rearview mirror. What will history say in 20 years about our actions today? Yeah. That standard's not remotely being used because everything's short attention span theater. But if, if there's certain actions that rise to the level that the founders imagined, then there's an obligation on the part of public servants to try to fulfill that. Mm-hmm. The politics of short-term even politics. If I'm can, even can, even can if, if you say
2: as, as a Democrat, And as somebody who's worked in the White House, I know you have as well, worked worked in the administration for Democrats and wants to support Democrats... I don't care if Democrats lose every seat, and I'm not saying I want this. I don't care if they lose every seat in Congress if they go and fight for what is right. This is not about politics. It's about what is constitutionally obligated of people in our country to lead. It is morally wrong to allow Donald Trump to continue to to continue to lead our country in the way that he's doing. And if we don't do something, then we are all responsible. So we're going to keep this conversation
0: going. Uh, I need to sneak in a quick break. More Democrats today say they do want an impeachment inquiry over this. Republicans may be sending a message of their own simply by staying mostly silent. Stay with us. Welcome back. Our House Democrats at a tipping point for beginning an impeachment inquiry on President Trump in the wake of that Ukraine phone call. And what about Republicans? Just three years ago, Republicans such as Senator Marco Rubio announced they would not even look at the WikiLeaks about Hillary Clinton since they were from a foreign source. But today, Republicans are largely mum, even given what the president and his team have admitted publicly. As for Democrats, the House Intelligence Committee chairman, who is a close ally of Speaker Pelosi, told me that there may no longer be a choice but impeachment. This seems different in kind, uh, and we may very well have crossed the Rubicon here. I guess the question for Congress right now is, do we now live in a world where a U.S. politician Can use the power of his office and american tax dollars to push a foreign government to give him dirt on an opponent to help retain power is that the world we live in cnn Sunland surfati reports now from capitol hill
7: house democrats long simmering impeachment push is about to boil over
0: i don't think we have a choice under the
1: constitution we must uh, and move forward with impeachment uh, proceedings.
7: President Trump's admission that he pressured Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden and then blocked Congress from seeing the whistleblowers complain about it is now flipping Democrats' impeachment drive into supercharge. Currently, 137 Democrats have come out in favor of starting impeachment proceedings, with sources telling CNN that additional Democrats, skeptical of impeachment in the past, are now ready to announce their support for impeachment proceedings within days.
0: We may very well have crossed the Rubicon here.
7: A potentially significant warning shot from Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, too, in this letter to House members ratcheting up her own language, saying that if the administration does not turn over the whistleblower's complaint to Congress, they will be entering a grave new chapter of lawlessness, which will take us into a whole new stage of investigation. House Intelligence Chairman Adam Schiff, who has resisted calling for Trump's impeachment in the past, yes. kept in close contact with Pelosi over the weekend before saying this to Jake on State of the Union.
8: That may be the only remedy that is
0: co-equal to the the evil uh, that that conduct represents.
7: Despite this, some Democrats are growing increasingly frustrated with leadership's pace and calling them out. House freshman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez tweeting, the bigger national scandal isn't the president's law-breaking behavior, it is the Democratic Party's refusal to impeach him for it. All this as many Senate Republicans are trying to avoid wading into the controversy, with one outlier. Utah Senator Mitt Romney tweeting it would be troubling in the extreme if the president pressured the Ukrainian president to investigate Biden and that it was critical for the facts to come out. And just in the last hour, three House committee chairs, they are now threatening to issue subpoenas if the State Department does not hand over the documents they requested and they want those documents, Jake, by Thursday of this week.
0: All right. Simon are on Capitol Hill. Thanks so much. Uh, let's uh, continue our conversation. Uh, Keith, uh, are you frustrated with Democratic leaders? You, you have just you just said in the previous panel, you don't care if Democrats lose seats in the in the uh, general election in 2020 and the House and Senate, um, that it's important to begin impeachment inquiry.
2: Yeah. You know, look, Nancy Pelosi has already said that Donald Trump is unfit for office. She said that he belongs in prison and she's and she said that he's self impeaching. If that's not enough to initiate at least an inquiry, then I don't know what is. And you add to that, it's long before we get to Ukraine, long before we even get to Russia. If you look at the, the fact, fact that he's hiding his tax returns, that he had his lawyer convicted, his, his, uh, his campaign chairman convicted, that his national security advisor pleaded guilty to federal crimes, that he's been implicated in federal crimes. There are 10 counts of obstruction of justice. If you look at all the different elements that are Building up to this case, it's irrefutable that this guy deserves to be held accountable, and we, who are citizens of the country and who have a platform, have a duty to do something. If we don't, we're just as responsible. I think.
0: Essie, where are other than Mitt Romney who issued that statement? Mm. Um, where are the Republicans?
6: Yeah, Mitt Romney is sort of, he's sort of the Karen of Republicans. He wants to talk to your manager mm-hmm. about this. And, oh, and like <laughs> where's the courage? But he's you can say that but it's he's you can say that but he's
0: he's the only Republican office holder yeah. that has and said that's anything. That's
6: true and these are... I mean, we're, we're investigating exactly what happened, but we have the president admitting to what we're all talking about. And this should be troubling to Republicans, to Democrats, to school teachers, to children. It should be, you know, it should be trouble, troubling in the extreme to everyone. And it's a stain not just on Democrats for sort of threatening and not doing it, but for Republicans for standing by. And
0: take a listen to the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell just minutes ago, Margaret. Uh, he seems to be blaming this all on Democrats. Sure, why not? It is regrettable that House Intelligence Committee Chairman Schiff and Senator Schumer have chosen to politicize the issue.
4: <laughs> Look, it's it's days like today where I really miss John McCain's voice in the United States Senate. John McCain, who is the voice of Democratic values to authoritarians everywhere, especially uh, to, to freedom fighters, frankly, in Ukraine and in Russia, I mean, think about the difficult position the Ukraine's in right now. I mean, the Ukraine needs USAID to fight back Russia. They
0: need Trump to like them.
4: Yes. Mm. Uh, so, so it's just this—the moral clarity from the right is is missing, and and. It, it's totally, we're all worse for it.
5: It's totally MIA for, t- to address what McConnell just said. The politicization occurs when the DNI, who is required by law to release a whistleblower report that the inspector general okay. deems credible and urgent, refuses to do so for the first time ever, apparently at the behest of the Department of Justice and probably the White House. Mm-hmm. OK, that's the politicization. You want to solve this problem? Put forward the whistleblower report. We should not have to escalate to impeachment over an issue like this. But at the same time, You know, there's a problem that we have. We've got an impeachment caucus on both extremes. They've dumbed the whole process down. Bill Clinton's impeachment was about lying over oral sex, for God's sakes. And the obstruction uh, claims that Republicans were making, some of whom are in the Senate still, including McConnell and Lindsey Graham, are saying they're not interested in pursuing with regard to Donald Trump. At some point, you either have got to say we're going to move past situational ethics and try to apply transcendent standards to our executive and our laws and our Constitution or that defines deviancy down further, and
0: that's what we're doing. And Lindsey Graham was in the House at the time, but he was an impeachment impeachment uh, manager. Uh, Take a listen to Democratic Congressman Jim Himes. He serves on the Intelligence Committee. He's in favor of impeachment, Keith, but he did raise concerns. Take a listen. The presidential election is the single and only way that Donald Trump will leave office comes down to a couple of states. It comes down to Michigan, comes down to Pennsylvania, comes down to Wisconsin. If you do something that in those states, not in Connecticut or in New York or California, but that in those states significantly reduces your chances of beating Donald Trump, you increase the chances of a second term. Now, again, Congressman Himes supports impeachment, but he's basically saying if Democrats go too fast, they could guarantee Donald Trump's reelection.
2: I don't agree. I think that Democrats should lead based on courage, not based on fear. I don't like the idea of taking a putting taking an opinion poll or putting your finger in the wind to decide which, what's the right thing to do. I don't like the idea of making decisions based on what the political cost is instead of what is the moral imperative. We have a constitutional duty to act.
0: All right. Thanks, everyone. Stick around. We got more to talk about. My next guest. Had a front row seat to private calls in the Oval Office with foreign leaders. He even offered advice on how to handle them. We're going to get his take on President Trump's conversation. That's next.
1: Uh, there was no pressure put on them whatsoever. I put no pressure on them whatsoever. I could have. I think it would probably, possibly have been okay if I did.
0: President Trump this afternoon claiming he did not pressure the president of Ukraine to investigate the Bidens on a July phone call, but then insisting that if he had it, quote, probably, possibly would have been okay, unquote. I want to bring in former senior advisor to President Obama, David Axelrod. Uh, And David, one of the things that's so bizarre about this latest controversy scandal is that so much of it is playing out right in front of our eyes. In May, Rudy Giuliani goes to Ukraine, says He wants the investigation of the Bidens because it could help his client. Uh, In June, the president tells George Stephanopoulos that he would take information, dirt on on an opponent from a foreign country. And now all this stuff having to do with the phone call that the president is just admitting.
8: Yeah. No, he's becoming increasingly brazen. Listen, this was either implicit or explicit extortion uh, in plain sight. Uh, We know what happened because he's told us uh, what happened? And here's the thing: Donald Trump. This has been true throughout his life, throughout his business career, and it's true with him as president of the United States. He does not believe in rules, in laws, and norms, and in institutions, and he doesn't believe they apply to him. The words that never pass from his lips are, "We could do that, but it would be wrong." The only thing that he thinks is wrong is if you don't take full advantage of every situation to pursue your self-interest. Does anybody really believe that Donald Trump is concerned about corruption in Ukraine and that was what motivated him? Or was it the fact that he's trailing Joe Biden by double digits in the polls right now and understands that if he can't destroy him and has to run against
0: him, that he will probably lose? I mean, the whole thing is transparent. So you've been uh, in the room when President Obama made phone calls, had conversations with foreign leaders. Um what comes up when it comes to the domestic politics of either the foreign country or the United States?
8: Well, zero. I mean, other than, you know, there are times when the president might speak to uh, another leader about human rights. But understand, these calls are very Uh, much scripted out in advance in consultation with aides uh, and delivered uh, in that, uh, you know, according to that script, they're monitored uh, and then they're discussed after uh, the calls. That's not what happened here. Uh, You know, the president leaned on this, uh, on the president of Ukraine to do his bidding uh, with the with the threat of this aid hanging over him. He was the loan officer essentially threatening uh, threatening the the customer, uh, and and he sent you know his henchmen over there to make the point. Uh, so there, there, this is this this is not to be confused with diplomacy. Okay, this is extortion. It's politically motivated, and, and you know to use the president's favorite and uh, generally misused term, it's a disgrace.
0: But the president says and obviously the president tells a lot of lies, but the president says that he did not uh, issue any sort of ultimatum, any sort of explicit quid pro quo. Are you suggesting that there doesn't need to be one because he's the president and the Ukrainians wanted desperately $250 million in military aid?
8: I I don't think there's any question about it. I mean, it was wrong. uh, On the face of it, it's wrong to ask another government to try and drum up corruption charges against your, political op- your domestic political opponent absent the aid, but with the aid being held up for reasons we still don't understand, uh, there, the implicit threat was there. Nothing had to be said. And we don't really know what Rudy Giuliani said to them and why it was that the president sent Giuliani to deliver a message for him that perhaps he didn't want to deliver uh, on the phone. But look, the whole thing stinks. There's nothing that can make it, uh, you know, that can make it all right. Uh, you know, I heard Senator McConnell on your air a few minutes ago mm-hmm. go to the, you know, the usual uh, mattresses here and decl- declare this all a partisan thing. It's not a partisan thing. It's a really serious uh, abridgment of the Constitution and the role of the president. Uh, and that should be of concern to everyone.
0: And what should House Democrats do, then? Do they begin an impeachment inquiry, in your opinion?
8: You know, Jake, I've been one who's been really reluctant on this. And, uh, you know, I heard Keith and very passionately uh, say earlier on your panel, you know, torpedoes be damned. I don't care if we lose every seat. I don't care about the politics of this. But think about this for a second. Uh, We're a deeply divided country. Forty percent of the country will immediately be told that this is a bloodless coup uh, it is like it is certain to fail in the Senate. It might fail in the House and it could actually improve the president's chances of win- winning re-election and uh, improve the Republican chances of winning the House. So you could have Donald Trump returning to office in January of 2021 with uh, the House and the Senate. Untru- uh, unfettered by the prospect of re-election and and probably pretty confident that no one's ever going to impeach him or hold him accountable for any of his judgments. That is what Nancy Pelosi has to weigh against what is clearly uh, at this point something that require that, 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 that should demand an impeachment investigation. It's not an easy uh, it's not an easy choice you know it's not it's not a clear-cut, pristine matter. We can we can get on our high horse and stand Mm -hmm. on principle, but it's not that easy.
0: Mm -hmm. David Axelrod, thank you so much. Appreciate it as always, sir. Good to see you. Just moments ago, Joe Biden responding to Donald Trump's latest allegations with a request of his own. Stay with us. Breaking news on our 2020 lead Democratic frontrunner Joe Biden moments ago responding to President Trump, who without any evidence, of course, has accused Joe Biden and his son of wrongdoing in Ukraine, Biden tweeting, release the transcript of the call. Let's talk about all of this. And and it is it is true, Margaret, that uh, if there really was nothing untoward that happened on that call, uh, releasing the transcript would prove it. It's
4: hard to argue against just more information and transparency for the American people. I mean, if you're arguing against that, then and which which some people are, they're saying, ah, this would be getting going past precedent. And if every single call is in private, you know, yeah, yeah. Nobody's asking for every single call between a foreign leader to be revealed. They're asking in the extraordinary case that a whistleblower report comes out and says something dearly and uh, extremely wrong happened in this call. Then it should be exposed. But that, that's, that's that, perfectly that, reasonable. And
0: that's not even to be released uh, to the public, the whistleblower complaint. That's just to the leaders of the House and Senate right. and the leaders of the anyway. House and Senate Intelligence Committee.
5: That's right. And, and that's what they're required to do by law. <laughs> that's the first precedent that's being broken. The only precedent's being broken.
0: Release the whistleblower report to Congress. Release the transcript to call. Full stop. And Keith, take a listen to Joe Biden. Uh, He's very, very passionate over the weekend about this.
1: Trump's doing this because he knows I'll beat him like a drum and he's using the abuse of power and every element of the, the presidency to try to do something
0: to smear me.
2: Is that the right way to handle this? I, I think so. You know, Trump is trying to muddy the waters and He's trying to confuse people about Joe Biden's trip to Ukraine or his uh, pressure on Ukraine. But that was a wholly different situation. Joe Biden was acting as part of an international effort to put pressure on Ukraine to stop, stop corruption. What Trump did is he dispatched his personal lawyer, his personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, to try to put pressure on Ukraine. That is unfathomable that he's doing that. And you can't compare the two.
6: I don't know Margaret and I were kind of debating earlier whether this was good or bad for Joe Biden. And I think on the one side, he certainly looks fiery. He looks energetic. This is personal. On the other, Joe Biden doesn't want to be talking about any of this. It's really right. not to his advantage to go down the rabbit hole of uh, of of any of this. So I think there's a, maybe a short term benefit for him. But long term, he's got to be hoping that this goes away. And
0: this is also an issue for the other Democrats uh, to embrace. Elizabeth Warren, uh, who over the weekend and the new Iowa Uh, poll uh, by the Des Moines Register and CNN is is actually slightly ahead, although within the margin of error with Biden, 22 percent and 20 percent. Elizabeth Warren uh, calling for impeachment proceedings, tweeting, quote, by failing to act, Congress is complicit in Trump's latest attempt to solicit foreign interference to aid him in U.S. elections. Do your constitutional duty and impeach the president. We've also heard a similar call for impeachment proceedings from Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, Beto O'Rourke, Julian Castro. Um,
4: I think that's going to be the gold standard. I mean, that's just going to be the the default position of all the Democratic candidates for the next debate is to immediately call for impeachment hearings to do your duty. Mm -hmm. I just this is a Democratic primary competing for the Democratic progressive base of the party. Iowa is one of the most progressive caucus going states. What are they competing for? They're competing for the base and the enthusiasm of the party. That has to be their default position.
0: And Cory Booker pleading with supporters for fundraising. Yeah. Uh, he says he needs $1.7 million by the end of the month in order to stay in the race. Uh, a new poll out of his home state of New Jersey has him polling at only 9% uh, among Democratic yeah. candidates in New Jersey. Uh, there you see 26% Biden, 20% Warren, 18% Bernie Sanders, 9% Cory Booker. That's in New Jersey, the state he represents and has been elected to the Senate twice for. Um, if he, if I mean... Should he get out, do you think, based on those I, numbers? I, I don't, but that's
5: a brutal poll. I mean, look, his gambit was to say we're in a critical place, incredibly risky, the opposite of what John McCain did when he was running out of money in 2008. But he's raised half a million dollars since then. I, I think it's one of the mysteries of this campaign why Cory Booker hasn't been able to convert. He's a great retail politician. He's an inspiring order. He may be a uniter at a time of being device, uh, where dividers are rising, um, but
0: he's got to put some numbers on the board, and he hasn't yet. All right, everyone, stick around. Thanks so much. Um, a, a suspected enemy from within... How the feds say they stopped plans to bomb a major news network by a U.S. soldier. That's next. In our national lead now, breaking news, bombing a major American news network, targeting a Democratic presidential candidate, attacking Antifa. These are just some of the terrifying ideas a U.S. Army soldier discussed, according to the feds. Now, Jarrett William Smith is behind bars, charged with distributing information about explosives and weapons of mass destruction. CNN's Jessica Schneider joins me now, and Jessica, this affidavit describes a man obsessed with weapons.
9: It does, Jake, and that alleged obsession dates back to June 2016. That was a full year before Smith enlisted in the military. The FBI says Smith started talking about his desire to fight with a mentor who actually fought with a far-right group in Ukraine. And even after Smith enlisted in the U.S. Army in June 2017, prosecutors say he kept talking online about building bombs. Smith allegedly boasted about his skills making IEDs. He did this over a face Facebook chat in 2018. And then the FBI finally moved in last month. They used an informant and an undercover agent. Now, Smith allegedly to these two discussed his desire to bomb the headquarters of an undisclosed major American news network with a large vehicle bomb that an FBI bomb tech actually later said never would have worked anyway. And Smith also allegedly talked about his desire to build weapons from everyday materials, including cell phones. And he spoke in depth about constructing those bombs. The FBI actually determined that those could have been viable. Now, Smith also allegedly referenced Democratic presidential candidate Beto O'Rourke when he was asked online by an undercover FBI agent if he could think of any politician who would be a good target in Texas. Well, O'Rourke's campaign responded saying they've been working with the FBI in this case. And, Jake, the U.S. Army also says that it has cooperated with the FBI leading up to Smith's arrest this past weekend. Jake?
0: All right, Jessica Schneider, thank you so much. And our money lead today a travel nightmare for hundreds of thousands of people stranded around the world after the collapse of an iconic tour company. Nearly 600,000 vacation goers are figuring out what to do as their flights and vacations were canceled with no notice. Thomas Cook has been struggling with finances for years and reported a loss of nearly $2 billion from late last year until March. Coming up next, how President Trump turned heads by showing up to one particular meeting. Stay with us. In our Earth Matters series today, a surprise, if brief, appearance today from President Trump, who for 14 whole minutes popped in on a climate summit at the United Nations after initially planning to skip it. But climate activists, including a former vice president, are calling him out. Let's go to CNN's Bill Weir at the U.N. Bill.
10: Yeah, Jake, a fittingly, unseasonably warm day here on the east side of Manhattan as world leaders converge to talk about a climate in crisis, the president, as you mentioned, uh, pulling a drive by less than 15 minutes listening to the prime minister and uh, chancellor of both India and Germany on his way to uh, a meeting about faith, protecting religious freedoms around the world. One world leader who knows this topic well and is back in familiar territory, former vice president Al Gore.
0: Thanks, Bill. Great Thank to see you. You. Thank you. Thank you You too, for always. coming outside.
10: What do you make of the lack of American leadership uh, here today?
0: Well, I I think that um, to focus on the good news side of it, uh, Donald Trump being the face of global climate denial actually is motivating the kind of uprising and enthusiasm we saw last Friday with these millions of young people marching. Uh, I'm optimistic. Uh, We're behind at the beginning of the second half, but we've got the tools we need to address this crisis.
10: It's been over a decade since uh, he tried to sound the alarm at climate Paul Revere with an inconvenient truth. And uh, after, of course, a lot of fanfare, Nobel Prize for the IPCC scientists behind those initial alarming reports, very little has been done. Uh, The world continues to burn carbon at an unsustainable, relentless rate. Uh, But yet he continues to carry that message with unflappable optimism somehow. Jake?
0: Bill Weir, thanks so much. Our coverage on CNN continues right now. Thanks so much for watching.
8: Now streaming exclusively on Max, a new CNN flash talk about the album that has Nashville talking, Call Me Country, Beyonce and Nashville's Renaissance. Watch it at max.com slash country. Max subscription required.